0: Oh, yeah, it's the continuation, folks. Part two of Men, Masculinity, Sex, and Money! Who knew I would make it this the All the good day things day. you love that we're talking about today on the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast. And uh, we're actually, this is part two of the first one where we talked about, you know, um, men, masculinity, and kind of defining masculinity on the spot yesterday. Kind of going over some things that... um that that real that that real men you know not sims not beta males but like the guys who are the real dudes out there uh find attractive about women we talked about that is still here again and so quinta say hi hello Say, so they believe i'm not making up your you know i don't have a button that pushes them we pre-recorded you or anything like that you can say whatever you want right oh no now.
1: i am definitely here yes in she, person. she
0: is here in person and of course my main man, my main man jb is right across from me and uh He's got headphones on. You always look like a DJ to me, because you got the board in front of you and stuff like that, and you're kind of making some wiggity whack jams or something like that. You know? <laughs> That's where my mind went to was wiggity 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 whack. <laughs> wiggity well, wiggity whack in the snapback, dude. I, I know, dude. You look <laughs> you look a little DJ. I can see you with a you know dead mouse hat, hat thing on and just kind of spin. Nah, some dude, right I there. wouldn't put no hood on. You put no hood on? wouldn't put no hood on? I wouldn't put no hat
2: or hood on, dude. I'd be like just straight up. Look at this face. This face tells me hide this face, dude.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we it we keep stu-
2: people from coming up to the DJ station to there, ask for stuff. There they you go. They just look at my face and they're like, "Nah, Brian, going up there." <laughs>
0: the 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 joke on the last video is you have a serial killer face. You know, you're just kind of looking at that big face and just those eyes, and you're just looking at people. And I'm I'm not gonna open that box <laughs> because it might actually scare some people. It's it's Pandora's. It's Pandora. So, but w- so we were we were in the middle of this yesterday, and I want I want to talk about this because. I went home from here really, pumped, really pumped about our conversation last night, and and I had dinner with my wife and my daughter. My daughter is seventeen years old. She's she's a senior at uh, local high school here in Phoenix, in Scottsdale, actually. In and, uh, and They were like, what'd you do at work today? And so I started telling them about all this stuff. I started talking about what we were talking about. And it just launched us in this incredible conversation.
2: I'm over here laughing because I'm like, they expected that you did something different than you normally do every day at work to that day specifically. No, no, I mean, (laughs) what'd you do
0: at work today, dad? I smoked cigars. What do you mean,
2: what did I do today?
0: But uh, (laughs) I told them about this conversation in the podcast and they were really, really excited. And something really sweet my my daughter did before you guys came in here, you guys don't know this, but uh, my daughter Madeline... um, she she called me because I had the door locked up front and I was working back here and I, I came in early and she goes, uh, hey, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm up front. Why don't you come up here and unlock the door, I got a surprise for you. I'm like, oh, well, sure, honey, I'm coming. So I come up front and she bought me Chipotle. She bought Ooh. me. Chipotle. I love Chipotle. Oh, nice. I'm on this diet and I can't eat all the stuff that I want. So she made those cookies up, up there in front of her for, for Madeline. She made them and uh i said i can't have the cookie sunny but thank you for chipotle so i had some nice chicken and beans and you know veggies and you know sour cream and all that kind of stuff so it was really cool it was really really cool so i don't know if that was about our conversation last night or anything like that but it ended really really well and it was really good conversation and um i want to say it probably uh made me clarify some things maybe i said yesterday because they were like what do you mean by that you know i thought maybe do i need to clarify some stuff i said yesterday and i you know, I, and I, I think that is because they, you know, when I, they didn't hear the podcast, didn't hear what we said, right. but when I was telling the, the, you know, like the three things that I expect a man to be, um, as
2: far as masculinity goes, yeah, yeah. yeah they
0: were just, they were kind of like, well, you might want to unpack that a little bit. I said, I, I think it did a little bit on the podcast, but I said, that's also why we have an email account that people can email us at, which happens to be. Cut Light Smoke Podcast at gmail.com. Again, if you want to, you like that plug? That was pretty smooth, wasn't it? It was. That was very, very smooth. Okay. So, Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all one word at gmail.com for your questions, comments, and also insults. Again, that's the reason why I don't have video because you can't insult us and look at us and see what we're dressed like and say, I don't like that shirt on Bradley or his beard. looks ex- extra frothy today. It's a frothy beard. Someone said just frothy. You like the frothness? Was it frothy or bushy? I guess, I guess they meant bushy. Uh, I don't know. It's cro- it's crooked. I trimmed it. I trimmed it today, just so you know. I didn't trim this part. Oh, I hit Mike. Sorry about that. I didn't trim this part down here, but you know, I probably will soon because it's starting to get in my soup, and I like soup. You know, when it gets in your soup, it's nasty. But I trimmed up here because you know, right above your upper lip, it gets like when I eat stuff, it gets up yeah, in here. It's it stuck stuff. in there. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. You know, a little flavor saver action. Um, so, but yesterday when we were talking, we stopped necessarily. You guys said at point four. And, um, I said, and this is interesting because my, actually my daughter and my wife both took issue with this part, the number three, where I said, uh, a the guy, class? no, no, a guy wants oh, a woman. Masculinity. No, 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 no. The, 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 uh, the three point,
2: things men should be, to no, be masculine. no, no, that, not that
0: one. No, no, no. It was the, it, we were going through the five things men want in a woman.
2: Oh, number three is class.
0: Yeah. Number, number three. Okay. So, so, uh,
2: which was the last one we ended okay, on. Okay,
0: so, so so number four, what we didn't get into. Correct. Today, we're going to get into is what they took issue with. And okay, so I'm looking forward okay. To, and so my number four is family-oriented. You know, that they want a woman who's family-oriented, meaning that if they want wife material. You know, not like I said, I'm not talking about hookups and everything like that, or dating. I'm talking about ultimately wife material. They want a woman who they could build a family with, who's a good mother, and also a spouse and a friend. You know, that's what they're looking for, someone who's family-oriented, meaning, and they took issue with that. They're like, what if she, what if she doesn't want to have a family? And I, I'll say this. I've never said this before on air, on any video, or anything else like that. My wife, when we first, when we first got married, didn't want to have children.
1: Um, that's normal. My mom didn't want kids when she was in her early 20s. Really? That, that actually is something that's normal, and I think for... A lot of women, that is something that changes as you get older.
0: Well, we, we, we had that conversation, though, before I got before I got married and, and before we got married, I said, you know, I, I want to have kids for sure. She goes, I don't know if I'm really ready to, but I, I definitely I'm definitely open to it, you know, and as she wasn't open, I don't know that I would have went through with it. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's my soulmate. I love my wife and everything like that, but I don't know that I would have went through with it just because I was like, you know, I know that I want kids. I know that I, I mean, I, I ever since I was. A young man I always want to be a dad you know if you would so I know the date uh, ever since I was nine 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 years old yeah I you, was nine
2: you just want you want to be the you, day you, I decided that you, I knew for a fact I even said it in a classroom I, I yeah. remember exactly the day it was Miss Sullards' class I, re, I remember to the t I might have been a little older than nine but I remember exactly it was like what do you what do you want to be when you grow up it was like what do you want to do with your life like kind of conversation right oh yeah I literally stood up in the middle of that class and I was like I want to be a dad yeah, dude. And like yeah. I actually broke down and explained why. Like oh, that wow. teacher was so like it was one of those weird situations where like the teacher was like, "Oh, if I could adopt you, I would." Sure. Because sure, of yeah. just the way that I made how I was feeling sound like Right. So right. um but yeah, I I literally stood up and I was like, "Yeah, I want to be a dad, and this is why."
0: And I I think that it, it it's interesting because we we my 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 daughter, Madeline, said, uh, so you were so young and you wanted to be a dad. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, always wanted, I always wanted to be a dad. I always want to have children and everything like that. My favorite years of my kids, you know, and I, and I enjoy my kids as they are now, but my favorite years when they were younger. So when they were like, you know, let's say. Usually it's birth, like four to six, four to eight. Birth to probably about 12. Okay. They were all great. and, and what I just say those were the fun years, you know, if you would, meaning like. I had more energy. I could do all these different things. I could run without having to use an inhaler or anything like that. You know, I could, I could do all these things. And I was younger at that time as well. And I think one of the, one of the misconceptions is because the marriage age is actually getting older and older and older as we go through in culture. I got married when I was a month into 21. Okay. So we waited five years before we had kids. So I was probably, so I was 26 when we had our first, our first, when Savannah was born. Yeah. See, and I didn't so, get married till 27. Right. So, so, when so at 27 26 27 I had my first not kid not my decision by the way you know i i, I get that but like <laughs> the the issue the issue became um, have i have i had all this energy and i was still young mm-hmm. and i and so for the duration of my kids lives i've had a lot of energy you know i'm getting less of energy now and it takes more work to stay in shape and everything like that at the ripe old age of 48 but i mean it's it's really interesting because the more people put off getting married longer and longer and longer and longer, what ends up happening is you have people who are older, you know, and then it takes, I'm just telling you this much. You're going to find, find out when you're 40 ish. Um, when, when you hit that wall, I mean, father time is undefeated and there is a sense of where you're like, okay, it takes a lot more work. Like my, for example, my, my uh, sister Chrissy, okay. She's a nine year old and thinks she's 46. You know, she's in great shape, but she has to she has to be disciplined to stay in that shape. Well, back when my kids were little, I could eat anything they ate. I could eat any you know, now I'm eating like no carb diets and things like that all the time. You know, so I'm watching what I eat. And so it just puts it and it really does in some in some regards, like back when they were kids, we could go out and we could all eat together. I could eat what they what they had. Now mm-hmm. it's a completely different diet. My wife's got gluten allergies and everything else like that. So I mean, as a result, having having that experience when we we're younger and also when we we're younger and we got married early, this is this was very helpful, particularly because I was a pastor at one point and have done multiple, multiple, multiple weddings and lots of counseling before I ever did that with the couples. The couples that get married younger, okay, I'll say like before 25, okay, before 25 versus after 30. Mm-hmm. After 30, you have an established like individuality if yeah. you would. So- what you do, you take those, those multiple individualities and then you put them together and there's a lot of conflict you have to work through. That's just natural. Yeah. Because you have two separate lives. You're putting, you already have that. You already have that when you're 20-something, right? You already have that. But when you do that when you're earlier, you have more energy to put into that, mm-hmm. you know, to working through those conflicts. And, and I'll tell you what, man, one of the misconceptions is that, that marriage never has conflict in it or anything like that. No. That is not true it is necessary to marry somebody that you do have conflict with because conflict when you work through it leads to intimacy and and i want you to think about intimacy because when i say intimacy every guy thinks of sex and every woman and every woman thinks of like you know emotional, emotional. yeah emotional thing I think about this word intimacy as into me see like into me see that, that's what intimacy really is like people can see into each other in a new way when you work through conflict and you see that with people like even friends, you work through conflict with friends or something. JB, you can see the same thing too with you and me. Like there's times that we had to work through conflict on stuff For sure. and like there's a new respect and a new, I'm not going to say intimacy because every guy well, goes, you, you build trust, yeah. that time trust. And yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when that happens, um, you know, at a younger age, uh, you have more energy and usually a little more understanding because, Uh, your habits and or individual lives that you're trying to build as one now aren't so set or they Mm -hmm. haven't been set for so so long, you know, versus like I have 10 years of doing this this way. For example, when I first got married, I never, ever in my house, the men never cleaned the bathrooms. We never did that. We cut. We changed the oil. We did all the. That grasses. was
2: my my life growing up too. Yeah, Both my yeah. grandparents.
0: I yeah, don't think yeah. I ever saw my grandpa. Clean we we the never house. did that. And so I remember like week three in our apartment. When I was like, someone's got to clean the bathroom. I'm gonna talk to Jamie about this because she got to get on this. And I'm like, hey, the bathroom's looking kind of grimy. She's like, well, you shave, you take showers in there, and you. I'm pretty sure you use the bathroom too. Uh, there's a scrub brush. We got a little bit of Lysol. You'll figure something out. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? You know, and so we never had so, but it was very easy to work through that. I was like, oh, I gotta clean the bathroom. How do you clean? I didn't know how to clean the bathroom. I was like, how do you clean towels? She's like, this is why these things have these little necks on them. You put them around the rim. I'm like, mm-hmm. no way! That's genius. You know, so like these little things like that. But because I was so young, I was super open to it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I can get this. I never did dishes. In fact, when I was a young kid, I used to purposely break dishes so I wouldn't have to do dishes. Sorry, dad. Sorry, mom. I used to do that all the time, so I wouldn't have to. And so dad's like, you go clean up the dog poop. You go do all, all the, the dirty work as far as like changing oil, work on cars and cutting grass and everything else like that. Don't do dishes. So when we first got married, we didn't have a dishwasher. We didn't have a dishwasher. We, this, is, this is back in 90, gosh, 95. You know, we didn't have a dishwasher and I had to learn how to do dishes. You know, and I did. I, I had to learn that. And Jamie's like, this is a partnership. This isn't, I don't just do this kind of thing. In fact, the only time I ever heard my wife cuss, I don't know if I ever told you the story. The only time I ever heard my wife cuss, <laughs> this is great, this is awesome. Uh, she asked me to, to do the laundry, which I'd never done before either. And the laundry was, this is actually two weeks in our marriage and it was just stacking up in the closet. Just, It was mounds of laundry, you know, for after two weeks. And we were running out of shirts and stuff to wear. And she had asked me on Sunday afternoon, I'll never forget it, and uh, she said, uh, I need you to, this is in August. She goes, I need you to do laundry. And we live in an apartment complex where you go downstairs and go around uh, to where the, the laundry was, you know, and put it in and, and wait for it. And so I just kept putting it off. And I was really tired, especially after eating a bunch of food and watching the Bengals play. And so <laughs> I went back in our bed and I fell asleep. To my wife, waking me up by dumping the laundry basket on my head. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dumping and, and, and telling me to do the fucking laundry. And I, I've never, Jamie doesn't cuss at all. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this demon I just married? You know, it freaked me out. I didn't know what was going on. And so as a result, but there was a real big mutual respect. I was like, I will do it. I'll do it right now. So sorry about this and everything else like that. But there's that there's that family orientation, you know, that is very, very, very important for a man when he's looking for somebody, my uh, wife.
2: That's, that's one of the hardest ones, I think, for people to... That, that can be one of the hardest ones to filter out early mm-hmm. um, because ultimately, like, people are selfish early in their years, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, whether it's career goals, whether it's school goals, whether it's athletic goals, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, people are very can, – can be very, um, you know, selfish in those situations, right? Well, don't,
0: don't, don't you think, Quinta, that in, in culture today – with with feminism being the way that it is and everything else like that that there's this this overall pressure to look down on motherhood to look down on being married and be your own woman and get your own and be better than a man and you got to compete and all this kind of stuff Do do you feel that do you see that in your culture or you know
1: yeah I was actually just watching a Jordan Peterson clip and um A vast majority of young women, I'm 25, I turned 26 in December, Mm -hmm. um, the vast majority of young women have been told that you need to focus on your career more than anything else and um i'm like i was always told to stay in school because one an idle mind is a playground for the devil you need to be kept Mm. busy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and two that's just i've always wanted to go to school so that that was never uh and i i graduated last year so i took my sweet time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um when i heard that i'm like i don't know who told him that Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) because that's Mm -hmm.
1: not you need some other kind of fulfillment in life oh, you, absolutely. The, you're gonna get you're gonna get tired of me 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 i would hope that's actually why my mom had me mm-hmm. she got sick of herself she mm. wanted to give her knowledge and wisdom to somebody
0: else wow wow well
2: i mean and ultimately like that's why we're here right like to populate and to 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 yeah. pass on that legacy right oh, like, absolutely. Exactly. yeah yeah because when, when, when <laughs> i literally just had this conversation today Uh, this morning and it's literally like when, when you die, like this is, this is going to get grim for a second. When you die, all your family members usually are gone already. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the people that are around you are the new family that you've built with your wife Mm -hmm. and uh, your kids and things like that. And Mm -hmm. the new people that are around you. Right. If you don't have any of that other stuff, Mm -hmm. when your family members are gone, what do you have? Yeah, that's a good point.
1: That is a very good point. Yeah, what do you have? Like, that's yeah. a very, very, You have a nice car.
2: You have a nice house. You have a job that you're the freaking man at. But okay, but what do you have? What it, do you go home to?
1: Exactly. All that hard work you put into life, you need to have something to show for Dude. it. Because all that stuff, you can't take none of that with you. You need to have... I'm an only child. You need... I'm just, just me. Well, she has something well, Nobody's going to gonna remember your
2: Lambo when you die.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no. They not care about your Lambo. They're going to remember the house that you had. Yeah. Exactly. No one's going to no be talking about any of that kind of stuff. Well, it, but it's they'll remember how you made them feel. Right. right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a Maya Angelou.
1: Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: So, so it's interesting. So I'll take Quinta for you, for example. Um, young, young African-American female mm-hmm. living in Phoenix. Uh, we have 2% uh, African-American population here. That's the, that's the actual stats. That's actually it's, lower than I would think. Yeah, it's 2%. Uh, and then it's, I think there's like 72% white and the rest would be Hispanic. Um, but it's it's really interesting because as a young black female, there is, and not having any brothers, not not having having a dad in the life, um, The if, if I was dad and even knowing, and you were the only child, and uh, let's say I didn't have any brothers, sisters, and I was the only child, I would absolutely put on you to get your education to make sure that you get a good job and everything else like that by nature of the fact that you have to provide mm-hmm. for yourself like you have to do that like there's there's nobody else just yet and then when a when a man comes like that's that's part of it too is that you know if if the stat stays that 50 percent ends in divorce then you get married and then what if he leaves then you're on your own again and, you know
1: that's another reason why so many women mm-hmm. I think are, are have been told to focus on their career because right, I right. think at some point in their life, it's been illustrated to them. They can't depend on men to do yeah. anything. Yeah, see, and boy, that, that is you. so upsetting.
0: Oh, it's it's um, You know what? It is men that are the biggest problem with men. It is men. I promise you that. The problem is men. Okay, it's it's us guys. And we, and, and we take responsibility for that, we can actually move forward and say, it's our culture that needs to be changed. Into what we're doing versus like expecting the female culture, because the, the what gave birth to feminism being so warped the way that it is is chauvinism, okay, which per- was started I got a by perfect men. Perfect
2: example of that. Go for it. I have an ex-girlfriend that I dated in college who ended up working for the state of Ohio, mm-hmm. and while she was working for the state of Ohio, she was a special investigator for um, this thing that was going on in Putin Bay. Okay. And if you're not familiar with Putten Bay, it's a group of islands in the in Lake Erie yeah. that people yeah. go to and basically party. It's yeah. just a big like right?
0: like Michigan is right up there It's up that way. It's
2: it's on, it's in Lake Erie, like it's in yeah. the middle of the lake. So okay. it's in between Michigan and Canada okay. and yeah, know, it's right in the water. So you're actually I think almost in Canadian waters when you go. Yeah. Anyway, I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it it put it's a group of islands called Kelly's Islands but it's mm-hmm. called Putten Bay. Mm-hmm. And it's just a you just go and drink all day essentially. Everybody goes and goofs off. Right. What was happening, though, is that bartenders were working with each other on their days off, and they were drugging chicks at the bar. Mm. Oh, wow. So uh, the girl that – I wasn't seeing her at the time, but um, she had – she was talking to me about it, um, and she had said that uh, she was there and uh, doing an investigation, and while she was sitting there, uh, she got up, went to the bathroom, came back. She had a special – like nail polish on she stuck it in mm-hmm. saw that it was tainted mm-hmm. and then went to arrest the guy right there and he like freaked out and got physical and she had to beat the crap out of him and put him down like to to arrest him and she essentially like essentially uncovered this this like disgusting reign of just yep. dudes that were just drugging yep. women yep and it's that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that kind of behavior that kind of um like disrespect for w- what the female is and what the, mm-hmm. what the human body is and what those relationships are for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, I could, s- yeah, the chauvinistic, that, that kind of stuff definitely is going to cause that well, stuff.
0: The, the, and this is an oversimplification of how feminism ultimately started with prohibition. So during prohibition in the 18 in the eighteen hundred early 1900s, I believe, um, I can't remember the dates exactly, but, um, it was not uncommon for everyone to go to church during that time, right? So they right. go to church, and then they, what would happen is when we would go back home, they would start making the Sunday meal, and the guys would go to the the pub, and they would talk about the sermon, having having a drink or two. Well, some of those guys could not control their alcohol and intake, okay? And then they would go home, beat, rape their wives, okay? Mm-hmm. And then what happened is the wives got together, started talking, and so on and so forth, that what's happening with our men is this: it's the evil alcohol. And so what they did is they blamed that it wasn't the men able unable to control their alcohol intake or the their brothers holding them accountable mm-hmm. which they should have done okay holding them accountable what ended up happening is that they said it's the alcohol doing that so let's go ahead and ban all the alcohol which just made it worse because guys find a way and they started moonshining mm-hmm. and so here here's where it got even weirder this is how there was a united methodist pastor named tom dr thomas welsh of welsh's grape juice who took advantage of this and he said Sounds like the Lord is judging the church, and so what he has said is that we should ban all alcohol, including wine and everything, but I happen to have a grape vineyard. I won't make any more alcoholic you, wine. You know where those grapes come from? No. Northeast Ohio. Oh, wow. That's crazy, dude. Um, so what he did, okay, that's how he, he provided grape juice now to all the churches for communion, mm-hmm. okay, and he said this is God's judgment on that, and so when they started brewing beer again, they started brewing light beer, Okay, that's how light beer is actually invented when they actually, you know, took away prohibition. They started brewing beer again and so on and so forth. And the problem was is the men weren't holding each other accountable and they were abusing the women instead of guys because guys can be cowards, especially when it comes to friends, instead of holding them accountable, okay, and beating them up before they went and beat up a girl, okay, they would they would go home and, and destroy families and so on and so forth. That's make, i am tell you what, weak men do that and weak men end up giving birth to overt feministic ideas they do because women are going like they're just trying to protect themselves, you right. know, and they're trying to find what's the causality. Well, if we take this away from men, they're going to do that. Well, the men actually got more violent, more drunk, because they started making moonshine. So even that, you know, was uh, kind of a failure. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. So what I absolutely think, and I think your, your testimony actually talks about this, Quinta, is that you when when, when men want a, a mother and when women want a, a woman they earn that from her mm-hmm. by the the friendship the. the so I, I, we were talking about this last night around the dinner table with my kids because um, my wife said something I always love I love when she says this she she says uh I'm her soulmate like mm-hmm. there's and there's nobody that knows me like my wife so she goes my your father and I have a common bond in our faith that our friendship is built upon that then brings in that we bring into our marriage, you know, and that is idealistically how it would be done. Uh, But I promise you that that's one of the things that guys do want. They want someone that they can have children with, it'll be a a good mom and so on and so forth. And um, it's, it's a huge thing. And they'll, I'll tell you what, man, with that, you'll take concessions, you know, on the attractiveness of a woman, Mm -hmm. you'll take concessions for the sake of like having longevity, you know, in a relationship with her. Like, like just, just the, and I, I mean, this is like some guys that, you know, it, it, it matters who you are too, man. You guys understand this. Like uh, you, you guys are thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not going to sell for anything less than a 10 and you're a two. Okay. Let's just, let's just be honest about it, bro. Uh, You're, you're not going to get a 10. Okay. You're not going to get a 10. If for some reason God gives you a, you know, a six, seven or eight, you're in good standing. You know, you're in good standing. And so, but some guys will, you know, I, I see this happen a lot with guys, they're, they're rugged. They're awesome. They're manly men, and they work out and they're fit and everything else like that. And they could get you know just just by looks alone anybody they want, but they want someone with character. Right. They want someone who's going to be a good mother or something. So the, the, the concessions they'll make. Like, I want I want someone I can spend my life with right. and be a friend with, not just somebody who's good in bed and that's it. You know, and so and you don't know that yet. So that, that's a that's a big part of it too. So. Um, and then our final point. Our final point. It's more of a smaller, you know, a, a shorter podcast here because we finish up another one. Um, I think uh, they want a woman, okay, who wants a real man and will not just sim, will not just settle for the betas and the sims that are out there today. Yes. So explain to that and talk to that a little bit. Give, give me. T- I'm gonna shut up and Quinta, you preach. Go.
1: Um, I mean, I've uh, I've never been on a date, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's funny because any time a, a guy talks to me, my mom will be like, "Oh, so what does he look like, or something like that." I'm like, "I'll let you know when I find my Sam Elliott and Samuel Jackson. They're my two <laughs> favorite actors, and they're just they're just manly men. I yeah. love
0: it. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Denzel, Denzel, Denzel?
1: Um, Denzel's my third favorite, Denzel. but okay. it's it's okay. Sam Elliott and yeah. Samuel Jackson. Sam- All right,
0: me. I get that. I get that. I get that. And that that's a that's a. She likes it when he yells, mother. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, you, and what they, what they portray in all of their, in all their characters are strong men. Exactly. You know, very strong men that, that, that have a plan. They're going forward and they're, they're ordering their life and they're bringing those people along with them to accomplish whatever goals in the movie or anything else like that. But, obviously, even in their own lives, as are strong men. You know, and you can see that just by nature of the interviews they do and everything else like that. What was it? I think it was uh, was it Samuel Jackson that got confused on a video where the guy thought he was somebody else. The guy who plays Morpheus, who's that? Who's that guy? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, they 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 thought that was Lawrence Fishburne. Mm -hmm. You seen that YouTube video? And he's like, "That's not me." What are you talking about? You know, it was was perfect, dude. He goes, "That's not me." You're thinking about Morpheus from Lawrence Fishburne. That's (laughs) the other black guy with the credit card commercial. It was hysterical, (laughs) you know. And so it's it's really incredible. You know, at that point, when you see that and you and, and women, I mean, guys do find that attractive when they want strong. Men. They don't want someone who's going to, like, cower away from, you know, risk. I, I'll tell you this much, man. I, I think something that I think something that women definitely find attractive that they don't talk enough about. And you tell me if I'm wrong. This is just really interesting because I think I think this is one of the things that guys have been programmed because of culture to not do. I think women do find men who are very little risk at, at adverse, very, very little risk adverse uh, sexy meaning like uh, they're risky, they're dangerous, you know, in a good way, not, not a bad way, but they, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll take risk with their life. They'll take risk for somebody. That's why I mean, it's, it's the bad boy mentality. You know, if you would like, he rides a motorcycle, he's, he, he goes to the gym, he gets different things, you know, done in life. You know, he, he ha- he hangs out. I mean, he's just he's not he's he's it's like this. The best way I can explain this is almost like how how, how C.S. Lewis explains God in mm-hmm. *Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe*. It's a really great, really great thing. So, in the book *Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe* by C.S. Lewis, um, uh, there's somebody Aslan who's this fearsome lion yeah. is is the is is portrayed you know as God in, in the in the land of Narnia. Have you ever seen this before? And uh, at the end. Of the book, not in the movie, but the book necessarily. Um, the uh, there's somebody asking, uh, I think it was Peter about Aslan, or Peter was asking, you know, one of the fictional characters about Aslan. He says he's, he's, uh, he looks, you know, Aslan looks really scary and you know, like dangerous. I can't remember the, the exact line, um, and uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, and and it just it just seems bad. And he says a statement about about Aslan that is true about God, and I think is true about good men, is that uh, he is not safe, but he is good. He is not safe, but he is good. I like that, and I like it, it is. That's that's a good thing to be. It's it's good to have that air of mystery for you as a man, mm-hmm. and it's good to have things that you do that. Uh, are risky. Like I, I, and the, Bro, and I
2: stay on the mysterious. dude. Well, you
0: do, you do. I definitely <laughs> say that. Uh, but, but I think that that that's that one of the things that women are told is, you know, find the safe guy, find something like that. Well, you want a guy to take you on an adventure, right? You know, you want an adventurous thing. That, that's that's a, that's important. You know, for a woman, my my wife loves. Like she goes back to. We can't wait to be empty nesters because she goes back to the five years we had before we had kids all the time. Well, we traveled all over the United States. I would speak in different places like that. She would come with me. And we had such a great conversation, such a great time together during that time. Then we had kids. We had to slow down, obviously, for that for about 20-something years. Mm-hmm. You know, but now we're getting ready to be empty nesters in the next couple of years. And we're, we're looking at, like, plan- we have trips planned to Provo, Utah. We have tri- trips planned out to Colorado, to Tennessee. All We're, we're, we're still stepping it all back up. I'm stepping on a flight for the first time in, like, 10 years well, maybe not 10 years. I think it's like eight or five years, or something like that. I can't remember. Last time I flew uh, to see my daughter in Tennessee. And that's a risk for me, you know, because I hate flying. I, I just, I'll do oh, it. I'll that's drive. Right. You
1: like to drive.
0: I'll drive before I fly. But my wife's like, I don't want to do this. I want to fly. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's get on it. You know, so January 19th or something like that, I'll be in Tennessee. Yeah. Visiting my daughter, Savannah, which is kind of fun.
1: I have a question.
0: Yeah, I'll get it. There we go. Let's go. Let's get into it. All right, Um, this is is the the after party. This is the after party now. After party, here we go.
1: Do you expect um, your daughters, and um, Justin, this is for when you um, have kids. Mm -hmm. Do you expect the man that they end up with to open the door for them, pull out their chair, and to get their car door for them?
0: (sighs) I would say if I don't expect it, I train it. Does it okay. make sense? So, yes. like, I, I, exp, I explain my, I think, I think JB would be a good person to ask this question to of me and how I answer this. Because I think I, I'm really clear on explaining to JB that my expectations of, like, work and what we want to do and things like that and, and how I want to get things done. And for the person that dates my daughters, you know, um, if I didn't see that, I would probably pull them aside and say, uh, hey, man, I just, just, just want you to know it's, it's, it's customary. OK, mm-hmm. and it is chivalrous, which means it's honorable with mm-hmm. integrity to open a door for a woman to pull her chair out for her and do this kind of thing. But I mean, if they're going on the first date and, and they're going to, you know, Chipotle or something like that, I don't know if that uh, if he forgets that or something like that. I don't know if that would be a, 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 a critical thing, um, but it definitely does put forth this air of um, uh, honor He's honoring my daughter. Therefore, okay. he's honoring my name. Mm-hmm. You know, so when, if you see that, I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's pretty cool. You know, so, and I've seen, and there's been, uh, I, maybe Savannah went on one date with one guy before she met uh, her husband, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Um, and I think I've seen that, I've seen him do that. And there's other, there's other young ladies in, in my life, very much like you, Quinta, that I have, uh, that I'd be a gatekeeper for, if you would, um, that I've been there when they've been on a date that they're, they're good friends of mine's daughters that, you know, we do the whole, you know, uh, bad boys two impersonation. I'm the crazy uncle basically. And, you know, and they come in and I'm like, okay, what's your name? Who are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, this is my, this is my, my friend's daughter. And I consider them family. Do not disappoint them and don't do anything that you, we, you'd feel comfortable doing if we weren't right there with you, you know, those kind of things. So I think that's important. Um, but yeah, well, what about you, Gibby? Um
2: I, I think I think at this point in life, I would be more impressed if it did happen, but it w- I wouldn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it would tell me more than anything, if it did happen, it would tell me the env- the type of environment and the kind of man that raised that man. Right. Um, would 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 uh, would be a pretty good thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. The bigger question is, if I had a son, would I teach him to be that way? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll be honest, like I'm not, I'm not the greatest at like opening the door for my wife. I'm not mm-hmm. the greatest at like pulling out her chair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's times I've even tried to, and she like sits down before I get a chance to, right? Like, right, right, right. So yeah, you right. know, it's it's like that. But um, yeah, I I think for me, I, I don't think I would look at it negatively at at first. I think. I think you made a really good point. Right. Because if their relationship gets to a point where like maybe it is a second or a third date, Mm -hmm. maybe you do pull him aside and you're like, hey, I don't know if anybody's ever like talked to you about this before. But Mm -hmm. like I raised my daughter like a specific way and Mm -hmm. like I kind of like you. You want to impress my daughter. This is what you do. Right. This is how you show her that you appreciate. This is how you're show. This is how you be, you know, um, chivalrous and Mm -hmm. and how, uh, you know. You know make her feel like
0: you know nobody's ever gonna make her feel right right um but so I, I think that's how i would handle that I, i'm a grace or any person too like i'm not gonna I, i'm not i'm not gonna bust a kid's chops the first time if he doesn't do that well and it's not his fault right, right exactly right. he was never taught that uh, you know it's it's interesting my my son-in-law um uh his father passed away uh when he was a very young age so, uh, but it was a critical age for becoming a man. I think he was, uh, 16 or 17 oh, when his, when his, yeah. when his father passed away. So at the critical times of 15 to 16, all the way up till when he, I think when he married, and you start driving, you start really becoming a man. Right. Right. And, uh, and he had some good mentors in, in his life. I'm not trying to take anything away from that, um, that he probably learned a lot from and, but, but I know that there's times that, you know, uh, that we'll, we'll just have conversations and I'll drop a little tidbits of wisdom in there for him to, to make sure he's understanding. And he's, he's already thinking that way, which has been good, you know? So, uh, it's, it's good. I, I, I think the, the other thing though is, uh, what do you, yeah. What do you tell your sons, you know, and how to treat their, so my, my son and I had a conversation about how he is to protect and provide for his future wife that he believes he's dating now. You know, he wouldn't be with her this long for that reason if he didn't think there would be a, a real potential for that, you know, in the future. And I appreciate the the wisdom of him thinking that way. I really do. Uh, whether that works out or not is yet to be seen, but for right now that's the that's the truth that he's working through and, and on. Um, and so we we talked about particularly, and I think I, I mentioned this before, how you carry yourself as a man is very, very important mm-hmm. by nature of the fact that what's going to happen is the people around you for for example, when I so you ask me, do I do this with my wife? I don't know that I pull out chairs and everything. I do usually get the door. Uh, one of the things I do that's I crit- do get the door, yeah, yeah, I, I don't one of the things I do that's really critical is in any public setting I'm always sitting so I'm facing the door so mm-hmm. I can see, who comes so you in. can see who comes in. Yeah, exactly. So if somebody were to come in and rob the place, I'm the first person that could, you know, react to that immediately and stand up and try to defend the, you know, my wife first and foremost and then other people if I have to. Um, so I think that's, Im- that's important. I always do that. And she always, I mean, she, a late, we went to a, a nice restaurant one time and a lady sat me away from the door and she goes, my husband's not going to want to sit there. He's going to want to sit there. And, uh, and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. She actually <laughs> knows me very well, you know, and, and they had to change her whole table and it's kind of a big to do type thing. And I thought it was good. I thought it was good. So, um, so there's nothing wrong with look- and that. And by the way, that's not controlling your wife, that's yeah, looking no. over her and wanting the best for her. It's a very different thing, you know, than just simply, you know, trying the, the controlling your wife. And it's it, that's a that's a it's a fine line because I heard this. Did you see the Andrew Tate, uh, the Andrew Tate interview with uh, Pierce Morgan? Mm-mm. I don't willingly look up any Andrew of Tate, that dude yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm say this because I that I, like, I gave that guy a hard time when I first heard about him. I know that you don't know much about him. Too much more. I've done some research. I don't know much about him. I know that he's a marketing genius. I can say that, and you can say that about Satan. Satan's a marketing genius. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. he, you know, so he's in the he's in the eye of the public. Right, right, right. Whether uh, it's controversy he, or for something good. Right, right. So, and he's, he's 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 saying some wise things at this point. He's saying it in ways that are pretty pretty interesting. So, um, but I have seen other videos where he definitely comes off as a douche. You know, that's, that's for sure. But so do I. I'm, I'm sure I am too. So, uh, but here here's the thing. Pierce Morgan was asking him about women in control and does he control women. And it was a very, very interesting scenario that Pierce Morgan kicked to him. And I want to know what you think about this and what you think about this. Okay. Let's say that let's say that you live in the inner city of Chicago. Okay? You live in the south side of the inner city of Chicago, which is notorious for crime. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, uh you're the you're you're the husband and you, or you're the wife, and uh let's just say as As your wife comes to you and says, I want to go for a stroll down, you know, main Street, two o'clock in the morning. And the husband goes, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. And the wife says, no, I want to do that. Now here's the thing. Is that control to tell her no? Or is that safety protection and provision? Okay. Because you don't want her to get hurt and you don't definitely want to get hurt because the fact of the matter is you're going to have to fight or die for her on that night. Because the crime rate is so high, chances are you go strolling down the go, go strolling down Main Street, South Side of Chicago. You're gonna get, you know, the pl- the probability of you getting mugged is much greater than at say three o'clock in the afternoon, or two o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what what do you think, Justin? I mean, it just depends how you have that conversation,
2: right? If you set it up as like, why would you want to take a walk down somewhere that's right, that's really unsafe, and like if there's not a legitimate
0: no, no, no. Like,
2: she, there's no conversation. She's just letting you know she's going to do this. Yeah. See you later. I'm not going to argue with you no more. Okay. <laughs> Can let him die. No you seriously can let if out, yeah. we if 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 there's no conversation and and it's just hey you're not going and we're not having a conversation as to why can I not go uh-huh. then go whatever I'm not control I'm not I'm not your keeper you yeah, want to go can't, out there Yeah
0: you can't control her yeah. you can't right. stop her from but doing it But if you're it. saying that I can't yeah.
2: have a conversation then that's how it's going to be Now yeah. if I can have a conversation with her okay then there can be an explanation of I don't why know. you're not going out at 2 a.m. because it's dangerous and then yeah. eventually she goes okay maybe but if she's after that conversation is uh-huh. still like Yeah I don't care. I'm going anyway. Right. Then my right. next response is like, Sh- yeah, shit, bye. you want to die? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think about that, Quinta? I would agree. Yeah. 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 There's a point. I mean, the correct response should be I'm going to go out there and protect my wife the whole way she walks. But at a, at, at, there's, no. a point, <laughs> there's a certain point.
1: If people are going to be There's a point where there's unreasonable. Yes. You, you can't hard-headed. do nothing with hard-headed people.
0: You just can't. You can't. You, you definitely can't. So I, I, I would definitely, at, I definitely agree.
2: I'm getting to that point in my life where like I'm getting more and more tired of, of fighting fights that like I don't give a shit about. Right. And I'm getting yeah. tired and tired of fighting with people that really don't give a shit on their end. Right. right. Like right. if you don't give a shit about your own life and you want to go out there and put it at risk, then stop talking to me about it. Go out there <laughs> and take your risk. And if you die, you die. I'll see you later. There it is. Yeah, dude. There it is. That's that's good, dude. I'm I'm sorry I got too much going on in my own life right. to care. Like right. it sucks to say that, but like that's true, though. If That's you want to have statement. the conversation and, 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 and go through it, then and fine. And you're open to wisdom, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you're just like, yeah, okay, I, yeah, I know that there's like five landmines out there, but I'm just going to fucking do it anyway. At that point, you just say, <laughs> whatever, dude.
0: Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck yeah. at that point. The first two are here. Good luck with the rest of them. Well, guys, some closing thoughts on everything that we said. Go ahead and give me your closing thoughts. I'll, go, I'll start with Quentin, I'll go with JB, and I'll tell you my final closing thoughts. On the things that we talked about masculinity and the things that we talked about, the, what got what, what – Guys want a woman. Quinta, give me your your closing thoughts on that.
1: Um, you know it's interesting. It's not too far off, actually, from what women want.
0: Ooh,
1: women that think with their head and not all the estrogen in their body. That's actually because we also want men that carry themselves,
0: mm-hmm. uh, that
1: carry themselves um, strongly and masculine, like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we also, I. I I can't speak for other women. I value character a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely.
1: that I find that interesting that that is actually something that both um, sexes actually agree upon. Mm-hmm. In fact, everything on there is something that women that's um, the same for women.
0: Mm. So mm.
1: thought that was interesting because I was very one sided at the beginning of this conversation.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's
2: good. JB, uh, I think I think the biggest takeaway is that like. For, for for men, it's the biggest takeaway is to just know yourself, and if mm. you don't know yourself, understand that you don't, and if you can't, then don't put yourself into a position where you can't give yourself to somebody in the way that you need to. Mm. Um, I think it's also important to have really clear conversations so that there are expectations around some of those conversations, like um, especially family-oriented stuff like mm-hmm. that that can really be a problem Mm -hmm. if somebody's kind of like on the fence about it, but then they like never really like want to jump over the fence, you know? So they just kind of float there. Um, and I think for, you know, I think for women, like it's important to understand that like, you said it on the last podcast and and I had a discussion this morning that kind of came into play with it. And it was about like, women don't realize the power that they have in relationships Oh, yeah. And if you're in a relationship where you don't want to build that other person up, stop dragging them through the freaking mud and stepping on them. Right, right. Same right. thing with a dude. If you're in a relationship with, a, with another person then and, and you're not in that relationship to help build them up and, and build that empire together, then stop dragging them through the mud and stop stepping on them.
1: Would that be a result because somebody, uh, is that because people are looking for someone to complete them is that where that stems from amongst insecurities because no one can complete you that's just that's not that that's not a thing Mm -hmm. you know it's like a peanut butter and jelly they're fantastic all by themselves they have individuality but when they come together they complement each other they don't complete each other
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, i think that's that's a really good point well on that on that on that sense guys we're gonna go ahead and uh, close out the podcast for today thank you so much for listening to cut light and smoke podcast presented by zealcigars.com And with that said, we're out of here like last year.
2: Peace. Doing a quick release.